Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. I want to welcome back Peter Chambers to the podcast. I had a conversation with him last year and it went so well and we had such a positive response from what he talked about that I thought it was really important that we continue the conversation and check in again. For those who didn't hear it, Peter has motor neuron disease. It has a six to ten year mortality rate and he speaks very openly and vulnerably about what he's going through, the lessons he's learning and how that can help other people uh, to deal with their mental health. I've also been fortunate to recently partner with Peter on a number of projects and I'm continually inspired about how he's just using his time to help people. So I really hope you get a lot out of this episode and again, the Move Your Mind book is available in stores Australia-wide online on Booktopia or Amazon. It's available for pre-order globally. It will be launching in the US and overseas on September 14th and thank you again for supporting us. It means the world and we couldn't do it without you guys. Peter, it's great to have you back on the podcast. We did our first chat during last year's lockdown in COVID, and uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of interesting things happened since then. We've we've had lots of conversations, which which I'm sure we'll you know talk about. But uh, I just want to say to you, you know, thanks for coming back on uh, to have this second chat. We we got so much good feedback and so many people commenting and talking and taking really key points from what you said in the first interview that I thought it was would be great to, you know, have a second follow-up chat from that. Yeah, no, fantastic. You know, I really appreciate not only the follow-up, but, um, you know, probably um, our, our first chat was a really important catalyst for me. Um, and I've said this to a number of people. It was, you know, a lot of thoughts running around my mind for sort of 18 months up until I'd been diagnosed and, and then beyond that. And um, it was the first opportunity I had, other than sitting with family, friends, whatever it might be, to just get all my thoughts out in one hit. Um, so it was really critical for me. And and it's kind of given me a path since then um, and, a, and a bit of a purpose that, and it's just really evolved. It's um, probably, you know, similar to what, to what you've found that I haven't gone seeking this stuff, but um, but it's naturally evolved. So um, I'm, and it's really just, you know, homemade stuff where I'm, I'm talking about resilience and I'm talking about coping. And um, I've got a, a YouTube channel going now. Um, so we, we post every week. Um, I put that out. That's a lot of fun. Um, again, stuff I'd never conceive of doing. So, um, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a fascinating journey for me. It really it really is. And again, I just you know want to reiterate uh, and thank you for um, that initial podcast we did because that's where it all started. So you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Great. Well, I appreciate it, mate. But it was also you know great for me to have that opportunity to chat to you. And I think like you're saying, you know, with you. That, that sort of being a bit of a catalyst for you to then go on and um, do all the things you're doing now. And, you know, one of them that I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, part of that we'll talk about with this um, program that we're, we're developing. But um, I think what was really compelling about the the chat is the fact that you, because you are were talking or are talking about um, 
lived experience and what you're going through, you, you're able to word it in very palatable, you know, relatable terms. And I think that's what people really relate, you know, take a lot out of that because they can then directly apply it to whatever issue they're having in their life. That's what I found really powerful about it. And I think you, you've got a good ability to do that. That's, that's good feedback. I appreciate that because one of the words I keep on, again, when I'm, I'm talking about the, pod, um, sorry, um, the blogs and everything, I, I like the word authentic. Um, you know, I'd be, you put a script in front of me and I, I, I'd mumble and, you know, I'd be hopeless with the script. But um, all I need to do is get that sort of thought process going and, and get it out. And it, and it seems to be working really well. Um, yeah. That the message is, is good. So, you know, I'm getting, you know, it's, it's not huge numbers or anything else, but I suppose it's people who are important to me. I just keep on, I chuck this stuff on, up on LinkedIn and Facebook and whatever. And, you know, I'm getting people coming back and, you know, just the people who are liking it that I haven't seen for, for five, 10, 15 years. And, um, and, and the comments I'm getting, you know, you're inspiring. What well, didn't set out to inspire anyone, but kind of, you know, we, we're all going through bullshit in our life, aren't we? At the moment, especially at the moment. And, Mm-hmm. And if, if if my style is such that, and my message and, and story is such that that we can pare things back a little bit, make them a bit simpler, um, and and then relatable, which you said before, then I think that's um you know that's something I yeah I haven't really thought about it, uh, setting out to achieve, but it seems that, that that's where it's hitting a note. So so it's great. Exactly, I think it's one of the you know many you know byproducts of what you're doing, which is really really important and really powerful. Uh, so. I mean, anyone who's listened to the first episode will know your story, but in case people didn't hear that, are you able to give just a, you know, a quick abbreviated um, story, you know, so a minute or two minutes just covering, yeah, sort yeah, of, sure. you know, your, your story and how this came about? So look, I mean, uh, so I diagnosed um, sort of informally late 2019, formally early 2020 with uh, motor neuron disease. Um, you know, hindsight tells me that sort of the symptoms have been bubbling away for a little while. Certainly, I'd lost um, some, you know, not a significant amount, but my arms were my problem. Um, just lifting them up the head and, and those sorts of issues, a um, bit of weakness here and there. Um, you know, long story short, is I, yeah, but, you know, again, it was about an 18-month process of, of getting diagnosed, um, which is challenging in itself because you haven't got a diagnosis. You're waiting for, you know, the experts to tell you what it is. And there's always this thing sitting in the background, which it might be, but, um, you know, you're, you're holding your breath, hoping for the for the best that it's not that um but you know here we are so um so yeah it's um uh it's, an, it's a fascinating journey it's um uh one i and i sort of you know want to raise the, the importance of having purpose you know i've got a purpose in my life at the moment i reckon my ability to cope is because i've i've found something in talking about it and it achieves two or three things. It gets it off my chest. I don't sit and worry and wallow in self-pity about it all. It's given me a purpose to continue to think about this and continue to think about how my message can get out there and, and who I can help and and those sorts of things. And yet, and it's funny, mate, yet when I'm sure you'd be well aware of this with your journey that um, you take that purpose away from me and I don't know what I'd be doing and I don't know how well I'd be coping. But I've got a, you know, I've got a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I'm, I'm keep on striving to to find that pot of gold, and um, yeah. so having that purpose is really, really important to me right now. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, that is what what stems from a, a lot of these conversations, isn't it? Being in that talking about and looking at ways how can we 
uh, help other people? How can we how can we drill down into these different areas and having that purpose? It's um a really powerful thing, and I think uh, that is a big part of you know what you're doing, uh, what I'm trying to do with this podcast and yeah. other work is how can we not not tell people a formula because there's no formula, but more educate people. How how can you learn to I guess be more vulnerable, talk more openly about things, look into yourself, find what really means something to you, like what you said about that pot of gold analogy, you know, instead of being on that treadmill and, you know, looking forward to, um, you know, trying to find happiness from all these other things, it's like taking that step back and thinking, hang on, you know, like, what what is it that I really care about? How do I want to spend each day of my life? Do I, and I, I think looking at, you know, the process, am I enjoying the process of what I'm doing? Is that meaningful to me? And, because if it's not, then you might need to reevaluate evaluate things. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned the treadmill, it's, I'm off the treadmill now. Well, I suppose I've got a different treadmill. It's a funnier, funny shaped treadmill now. <laughs> but um, you know, I go back to sort of who's you know who I'm, I'm again very indirectly connecting with through the work that I'm doing and the, the podcasts and blogs and everything. And um, you know, by and large, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of those I haven't connected with for a long time. But we're all on a treadmill, aren't we? We're all, and it's it's trying to find. Totally. It's trying to find. I don't know happiness in that tr- on that treadmill, and um, you know we all probably. You know, an analogy I sort of you know you look at people who are living the dream. They're a you know a, a top ten golfer or they're whatever you know a tennis player and whatever. You know, and you think that they don't work, and what can be the problem there? You know, what possible challenges are they facing? But they got their own. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so this so-called utopian world of of um, you know having a a dream existence it doesn't exist and we're on some form of treadmill and 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 that brings you know individual challenges to to everyone i think so um yeah. and that's something i've been able to get my head around i've, I've sort of you know got got my uh, my own understanding of of how to not live your life on a treadmill without purpose and without goals and without objectives and and that sort of stuff so it's been a not that my life was any was terrible beforehand or anything else but this has just given me such a different perspective on, on life and, and what's important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it often it, it often takes something, you know, extreme to pull us in that direction. For me, it was, you know, I was off the rails and struggling with, you know, depression, anxiety, getting in very public incidents. And I had to really look at myself to, because, you know, it got to that point, that breaking point of, you know, if I don't change it, what what something bad's going to happen here so looking within yourself to find that but a lot of people don't have that and and you know like you and like you're saying um inversely the people that uh do you know achieve on extreme levels uh that's not the solution either that's great to do that but i was listening to michael phelps um do an interview as part of the olympics the other day and i watched it was like a 20 minute interview and i just found it fascinating because he was talking about you know the most decorated uh, Olympian in history, one of the biggest athletes we're ever going to see, and he he was suicidal. He contemplated suicide at one point, and he talks about it. And he talks about how so many athletes they reach this pinnacle, and then it's momentary. You get this elation, and then it's like, hang on, what's my purpose now? Okay, I've won the goal. I've done. I've peaked in my whole life. This is so you. He's like you achieve it, then you're like, what do I do? And, and a lot of them have no identity after they don't know where to put their time and 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 sadly the suicide rates are much higher in those areas so it's like it's an ironic thing that these people we often think have what we all want sometimes end up being the most um distressed so it's like yeah it's a crazy thing 
Yeah, and um, for us, you know, for us, me immortal, it's hard for us to get ahead around that, isn't it? Because they're it's crazy, yeah. They are living the dream, um, yeah. But you know, it's a, the dreams a nightmare, off you know, in, in many circumstances, isn't it? Yeah, well, and I think you know, I think it's reframing what what is the dream. I think we've been taught the the wrong dream. I think the dream should be to to find you know balance in life and to be able to find you know, joy in just the simple things in life and, and find, you know, that meaning and purpose and enjoy the process. And I like one of the big things that came out of that first chat that I still literally think of at least a couple of times a week. It's been one of the ones I now use in my own mental toolkit um, that I know you still talk about was how you talk about the train track analogy. Yeah. I just think it's so, it's so simple and so powerful. It and, is. Yeah. Um, it, it's helped, you know, I think it's helped me a lot that one. Yeah. And it's shuffling, it's shuffling through what goes in the train tracks and and what doesn't. I mean, that's probably the other the other part of it, which I found. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I stress so much less um, mm. because of that, because of the use of that analogy. Um, if it's important, chuck it in there, deal with it. If it's not important, well, just wave goodbye as you as you whiz past on the train. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not not focusing on the things that we can't control, which yeah. Um, I guess people can use for you know for anything that you're going through, and you can use it for COVID. You know, we what what can we control? What can't we control? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that, yeah, well, it's. I mean, uh, it's another conversation about COVID, so we won't go there. Let's not go there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just I don't know. Hopefully, it's it's the one in a hundred year event, isn't it? That um, you know, we won't have to put up with again. Exactly, mate. No, it, uh, that's the thing. So yeah, and it's talked about enough. So no, we've yeah. got limited time here. We're not going to talk about COVID. Um, but you know what? Talking about you know like the work that you're doing now, and you know I think it's amazing. You know the amount of content you're putting out there, and what you're dedicating your time to. You know, getting these important messages. Um, do you want to quickly explain one of the projects? You know that I'm actually lucky enough to be part of. Um, Happy Me and MND, this this program that, that we're putting yeah. together. Do you want to quickly, you know, give a... Yeah, sure. A... Um, um, yeah, and, you know, you and I connected, uh, I think, late last year, like late 2020, and um, kept in contact from there. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity to take... And again, you know, my work, obviously, is, is whilst it's um, pointed at the MND community, um, and I, I just want to be a voice, you know, for that community... Um, but clearly, um, and, and I see it directly that uh, you know, there's family, there's friends, there's um, there's carers. You know, I, I have carers in coming to help me. I, I can't dress myself anymore. My my arms won't allow me to sort of do a lot of that process in the morning of you know, out of bed, shower, shave, dress, breakfast, all that sort of stuff. So I have someone coming in, and you know, but a carer, um, they're living with that, you know every day that's their that's yeah. their profession that's their job to come in and do that sort of stuff so I, I looked at that and said well how do we how do we assist people who are you know either very directly or someone indirectly or whatever it might be but are dealing with in my case someone with mnd but you know there's a whole other heap of shit going on out there um how do we how do we support that network of people um and that's sort of a, you know another conversation that started with you and I to to take the core learnings and principles from your um, learnings um, and and adapt them to a sort of a, an MND environment um, and then get some specialists in who again are across both both sectors I suppose or both areas um, and get them to provide their professional support and opinions and and those sorts of things so that. We come up with a toolbox that says, well, 
you know, if you've got MND, you know someone who's got MND. It's not just directed at that, um, you know, that, that uh, the sufferers of MND. It's you know, it's family, it's friends, it's carers, it's whoever yeah. it might be. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to speak at um, Parliament House in Canberra. Uh, I think it was back in May, um, and it's a longish story how I got there. But um, there was myself and a, and a lady um, called Sharon who, uh, and, and poor poor thing, she's you know she's in a wheelchair, she's lost her voice, and she's mid thirties, and and so she prepared a, a, a conversation to have with the people who were present, which was, you know, a few senators in the room. And so it was, a, you know, it was a pretty important occasion. It was to launch the MND Australia website, which I've been involved with. And her 10-year-old son read out her, you know, her journey, I suppose, and, and where she's at and, and, and whatever else. And, you know, it's such an emotional moment that here's a 10-year-old kid who should be out, you know, kicking the foot. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. And doing all these things and whatever else. And, and what's he doing? He's reading, you know, he's reading his mum's heartfelt, um, you know, story to a, to a group of parliamentarians. Um, yeah. You know, that's not something a 10-year-old kid should be, should be um, exposed to. So that's a sort of example of, of um, yeah. you know, yeah. where the support network can be so much deeper and, and provide, yeah, just provide more meaningful tools, I suppose, to, to, to support. Mental health and well-being are real issues in the construction industry. Men in construction are twice as likely to take their own life compared to the ones who work in other industries. And that's just not good enough. With John Holland's help, we want to make a change. We've joined together to have honest conversations about mental health, life and stories of people who have overcome challenges. When we hear about stories and struggles that sound a bit like ours, we can learn from each other and remember that we're not alone. Like you said, it, it affects it affects everyone, and um, we need we need to look after you know educate everyone about how they can um, look after themselves and and other people. So yeah, I think it's it's so important. Yep. Yeah. No, that, and that's that's again that's um, it's an important part of why I do what I'm doing. And again, you know, I'm a drop in the ocean in you know in real terms as to you know what this is all about. But um, you know, every little bit helps, doesn't it? That's the... Oh, every every bit helps, and and I think that's the thing, you know. If it, I I always try and remind myself, you know, if you can just help even one person, that's a huge success because a, a lot of us don't even get that opportunity. And yep. um, I always try and remind myself that. And you know, you hear people that have have gotten help from it. I, you know, even just when we've done our interview and getting people reaching out and saying they they took something out of it or it really helped them overcome an issue they were dealing with, um, then you're like, well, you know, it's worth what's more important than doing something like that or you know it makes you feel good as well a bit to know that you're contributing in in some way to, to helping people yeah because a mate of mine i'm not sure if i told you the story but a mate of mine that you know fairly public issues as well and um you know he rang me one day he's on the road and and rang me and said i'll just listen to your podcast i had, a, had an hour in the car i'll listen to your podcast which is the podcast i did with you um and he said i've spoken to every you know shrink blah 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 
imaginable. Um, and you're the first person I've heard who made sense. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I go, wow, that just, you know, that yeah. just blew me away. I'm, I'm so grateful for that feedback, A, um, but I'm also grateful for being able to support him. Um, yeah, yeah, So exactly, mate. It again goes back as well to that fact that, you know, you're speaking openly and honestly, and I think, I think as well seeing um, a man talk uh, just openly about things. It's it you know it's men aren't used to having that um, that uh, role model to to hear from. We're taught traditionally to not to not do that. I thought oh, you know you see a lot of men really taking value from that because everyone wants to be able to um, you know be more honest and open about things, but yeah. often feel like it's going to be embarrassing to do it or they might be looked at as being weak or judged but uh when you give them permission you know they feel it feels great to be able to talk about things yeah it's it's a really good point i, I think um i've probably learned that as well you know i go i get <laughs> i get unbelievably emotional now just um the, the completely the drop of a hat um i find and I, i'm comfortable with that right but you know, there'll be these little something will be going on on tv or whatever it might be and someone will say something and there's got to be a five second pause for me to gather myself because I'm, yeah. you know, my, 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 my voice will break if I, uh, yeah. <laughs> if, I answer, if I answer right now, then, you know, I'll, get, I'll give away the fact that I'm, I'm a bit teary. Um, and yeah. it, it's, it's seriously at the drop of a hat. So yeah, yeah I'm so much more in touch with my emotions now, which is, again, it's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing, can, mate. Yeah. I come back to authentic. I mean, people can see that I'm being authentic about things because, uh, you know, I am being generally, emotional about something and, and moved by something so totally it's good and i don't you know, I, I embrace that um i really well, it's part I'm of happy being to, happy to tell people about it. it's a you know it's a good conversation starter <laughs> it's part of being human really it um, is isn't it absolutely because yeah. the alternative is bottling it up and you know we both know Not that healthy. doesn't work <laughs> doesn't doesn't work in the long term that's for sure Nah, absolutely not and you talk about using uh, music as, as therapy. Uh, is that been something you've found more recently or is it yeah, sort something of, um, you've always done? You know, yeah, I've got a whole heap of time in my hands, obviously, now, and, and it's how I sort of best spend that. And I'm, I'm finding I'm able to um, I'm able to do nothing. I mean, that's a, just, you know, and it sounds silly, right? but that's a, a skill that I've learned, I think, that um, the yep. ability to do nothing and, and just sort of, um, you know, be, be comfortable with my own, in my own um, company and and those sorts of things. So you know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and um, you know doing all sorts of things just to fill in the day. And you know, I can, just little things like I can't read much anymore because you know I just have difficulty holding a book and reading and turning a page and that sort of stuff. So I'm, you know, I do a yeah. bit more of that on the tablet, but you know, all that sort of stuff that I'm dealing with. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I, I found that music, um, and it's probably the advent of Spotify to be to be fair about it that um you know all these avenues have, have opened up to stuff that i'd never would have listened to before and um you know you listen to one artist and they suggest that you listen to this one and, yep. and whatever and that's been that's been a real um yeah just been it's been a good experience i suppose and and so i'm listening to i'm sort of i don't get i'm, I'm hopeless at music right I, I don't know the first thing about it um but i get the concept of you know of beats and rhythm and and those sorts of things so you know i find myself listening to the eight counts and um, you know, the change-ups and, and those sorts of things, which I wouldn't have listened yeah. to before. So I'm getting a greater appreciation of... Um, and then I'm listening to, um, you know, I'll try and find the bass. Um, you know, I'll try and find that in there and, and you know, what's the bass doing? And again, do that eight counts and um, try and figure that out. And um, So, 
yeah, it's just, it's, I just find um, probably that aspect and also the newness of uh, stuff that I just would listen to before that, um, you know, I, I sort of, I shake my head at music. I mean, I, I can't believe, you know, how is it that every song hasn't been written by now? You know, how do you yeah. keep coming up yeah. with new stuff and, um, <laughs> you know, and whatever, surely every, every lyric's got to be written and every, every piece of music's got to be written by now, but, um, you know, <laughs> they keep on doing it. It's, um, you know, and, and these are talented, really talented people. Um, you know, just again, it's a, it's an area that I'm no good at. So I, I project myself into into these um, these artists and and try and think, well, what is the creative, you know, mechanism going on in their head that um, that, that produces this music and produces the lyrics and and whatever. I just find that um, that whole thing fascinating. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that that part of the journey at the moment. Um, I wouldn't have had the time to do it before, and I never would have done it. But um, here we are. So. Yeah, well, I think there's two really important key messages in what you said there as well. You know, number number one, you said I'm learning to do nothing or be okay with that. And that's actually something that all of us need to learn because we're taught that, you know, if we're not being productive all the time or if we're not achieving or doing things or, and, and you know, then our mindset gets to the point where people, uh, you know, try and sit down for five minutes and can't be alone or can't, you know, be alone with their thoughts because they're afraid of what what's going to come up. Uh, it's not healthy. It's actually very healthy to be able to learn to be alone and have you know time where you just do nothing. Uh, and then the the second part that I love about that as well is you you know being more open minded about okay you know music isn't something I have that big of an understanding about. I'm going to explore it. I'm going to try and delve into it. And I think we can all learn from doing that as well. You know these these points are things that can apply to so many different areas of life that all of us can benefit from from what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and it's good fun too. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, you know, listening and learning, and you find out what you like and what you don't like. So, yeah, been good fun. Definitely, mate. So, if you, I guess, from the journey you've been on, um, that you're currently on, what would be if you're trying to boil down for yourself, what's been one of the biggest learnings that you would take away from, you know, this path you're going down now? Uh, you, you know, do you, yeah, does that come to mind? Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's down to this as a whole, whole raft of answers to that yeah. question. But for me, um, you know, honesty and, and, and acceptance and, and those sorts of things of my, so, um, accepting my situation has been absolutely critical for me. Um, and, I don't like it, right? I don't like, there's nothing I like about this. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I just, so my arms are, you know, they're pretty much almost gone now um, in terms of, you know, what I can do on a daily basis. I struggle to eat a bit now and, um, you know, I've got to have most things done for me that involve my arms. So, um, you know, not without its challenges, obviously, but I kind of, you know, what's, obviously a lot's changed but nothing's changed because that doesn't stop me from adapting um living my life as i choose to live it um there are limitations in what i can do you know why am i i'm in noosa at the moment because a melbourne winter is now way too harsh for me my arms just can't cope i you know my hands basically you know become balls and i can't use my fingers and just because of the cold so and we've done that the last couple of years of getting out of Melbourne, um, which has been beneficial for me, you know, both mentally and, and physically. Um, so, 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. We sort of gone off on a bit of a... Yeah, no, but they're all, all valid points. And, yeah, I was sort of saying, you know, like if we're... I guess, yeah, my from, you know, or, or even in, you know, I guess another way to put it is like what what are the... If we're going to boil down some of the key messages that you're promoting and that you've learnt, you know, like like what I was saying before, the one that really hit home for me is the, the train track analogy. Yeah. You know, what, if we're just going to, you know finish this up with you know what are a couple of those key points if anyone listening to take away you know that you you've learned from this process you know yeah. what, what what could we offer yeah I, again, i'll come back to the words acceptance and honesty and perspective yeah to me they're really important words and, and i and i don't want to sound preachy and and sit here and say that you know i oh, will just accept what you're doing you'll be fine because that's not right right okay that's that's just too easy that's that's throwing out a, a throwaway line um and there's a lot of introspection done around accepting things and being honest with yourself and there's a lot of tears to be shared and, and those sorts of things but I think that the benefits you know somebody in my situation you know I'm probably in an extreme situation because I've got a terminal illness um, but I don't for a moment think that I'm alone in terms of you know dealing with adversity and, and coping and learning to cope so you know my message would be sit down with yourself and, and really work through where you are at because um, the sooner that you come to a degree of acceptance. Um, if it's one percent terrific, if it's hundred percent terrific, but just understand what's going on in your your own personal situation. Accept that that's the card that you've been dealt with. If you can change it, fantastic. Go and change it and do what you can. But without the acceptance and without the honest appraisal of of uh, your own situation, you know you're on the treadmill, and and that that can be a really really dangerous treadmill. That if if it's a you know if it's a <laughs> a steep gradient and uh when they've cranked it up um then you know that's a that's a pretty horrible treadmill so you need to level out the gradient you need to slow it down you need to to you know get in a situation where you can deal with things and that's where i'm at i, I can deal with things that are thrown at me because um yeah because I've, I've i've come to the realization of of how to cope with it and how to deal with it i think yep yep yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really great advice there. And, you know, like, because a lot of it's logical as well when you boil it down. It's like, okay, what is bothering me at the moment? What's my current situation? What can I change? I've got to accept that this is actually reality. Whether I like it or not, this is what reality is. Now, what are, how do I move forward? And how do, what do I put in my train tracks? And outside of that, I'm going to, you know, ignore all the things that I'm not putting in them. But, that's that's how I'm going to progress forward, and I think it's a a fantastic point. I think it's something that you know anyone listening to this, you know, it's like not not. I think one of the keys is not overwhelming yourself. So really looking yeah. at the core things is always because all of us, you know, there's so many things that we all want to change and do and improve on, and we've only got so much time in the day and so much we can do. But what is the really important one? You know, focus on that. Because, and there's yeah. so many competing. There's so many competing issues with that too. Yeah. What you just said there that um you know to, it, it's not easy to sit down and you know so most of my you know I've, I've got a single issue to deal with right um well not a single issue and there, you know there's obviously family and and you know coping and all that sort of stuff as well but my health is 99 percent of my day so i'm lucky mm -hmm. enough to have the time and energy to you know to, to work on that as a single focus point um yeah but you know you, again you throw throw everyone else out there who's dealing with everyone trying to pull them in different directions and, and um, competing interests and those sorts of things. It's, it's not easy. So yep. um, I'm not, I'm not, again, I don't want to preach and say, 
this is all you have to do and life will be fine because it's it's never ever that simple but you know you have to having said that you have to make the effort to i think again i'll come back to honesty perspective acceptance those sorts of things to say well if i really know where i'm at then i've got a chance of turning things around and doing things a little bit differently and and, and uh, hopefully bettering things in you know in my own life Absolutely. Well, look, I think that's a really good uh, point to finish this chat on. And I just want to say to you, thanks again for doing it. It's great to do this follow-up chat with you. And, yeah, that was really, um, good, really yeah. good, Nick. I appreciate it. As you can hear, I'm, I'm enjoying life. I'm, uh, I go, that's, the, that's probably, as much as anything, the biggest battle I've got internally is how the, I'm sorry, I'm not sure, I was about to drop <laughs> the magic, of course, but uh, I know this is going out to different uh, parts of the world, but um, you know, how the hell am I dealing with this? I I shake my head and um, and whatever, but I am. So I'm, I'm pleased that I am. And again, it's 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 forums such as this that enable me to do it. Because uh, if I can't get it out, I can't talk about it. Well, I sort of lose a bit of purpose. And if I'm haven't got a purpose, well, have I got the you know all everything behind me to to, to support me? So yeah, it's um it's really good. So I really appreciate it um, of what you're doing and, and supporting me. Appreciate it, mate. Well, it's a testament to you that you've got that mindset and we can all learn from it. So again, you know, thank you for coming in and sharing it. And yeah, I'm sure this is going to help a lot of people just like the first interview we did did. So it's great to have you on here. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch soon anyway. Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. Take care, mate. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Thanks to Peter Chambers for joining me today for Move Your Mind. And finally, just to let you know, we have a free launch event for the Movie Mind book. It's on Thursday, 26th of August at 7pm. It's being hosted by myself and celebrity chef Manu Fidel. All you have to do is go on to the Eventbrite link that we're putting here in the show notes. Click on it, register, it's free, and it'll be a lot of fun. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks again, and thank you for the support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.